0: Good morning. It's good to be back at First General this morning. It's good to have everyone here. Uh, Welcome to all those that are watching on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Join us as we worship this morning as we start with Waymaker.
1: My God, that is who you are You are a way maker, miracle worker Promise keeper, light in the darkness yes, My God, that is who you are
0: Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day We thank you for who you are God, we just lift you up. We want to lift up your name in praise. We want to worship you today. God, just help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: strength it found me at my weakest. Your grace poured out in my despair. When I feel lifeless, tired, burned out in the field, your perfect God hanging on my hill hell was my destiny. The crowd was shouting crucified from these lips of mine. Dirty shame was killing me. Yeah. you can got-
0: welcome you again to the Lord's House. If you're watching on, on, online, we welcome you. Uh, we were, we're getting very close to the end of the book of Luke as we work uh, have worked through that book. Uh, probably only two or three more weeks. The, the uh, scripture next week, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I'm not sure how long that's going to take. But anyway, two or three more weeks. So today, Luke chapter 24, 44 through 46, and as you're making your way there, also there's a. If you're here in person, there's an an outline of the message on the back side of your announcements. Uh, We are going to do a special prayer, prayer request, right now. We, uh, I don't know if if you only ever ever watch on online, there's part of the service that that you don't see, and that's at the end. We always have a have a prayer time. Some sometimes we call altar. Prayer, prayer time and that's uh, that's a part that you don't see uh, but we do have a special request Belinda has asked that we pray for her she she can't be here so she is she is watching now or she or she will and she asks us to uh, pray for her which I which I certainly will so this' is a little different than we usually do it and and I'm going to do this along with it as we pray for her uh, if you're here in person I'm not going to ask you, uh, to come, we, we will have a prayer time at the end, too. But for right now, I'm not going to ask you to come up here to the front. But if you, uh, if you would like for us to uh, pray for you also, I'm just going to ask you to stand. Just stand real, real quick. Is there anyone else? Just like for us to pray for, for you, too. Let's, all right. Any, anyone else? Okay, let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we, uh, we come to you. The, the scriptures say over and over that there is no God like you, and I believe that. And I get, I don't know, I, I just think about that a lot. That gets into my soul. It gets into my heart, in, into my mind. There is no other God like you. And we pray to a God who, who can, we pray to a God who can. We pray to a God who will. Uh, a few times, especially in the, in the New Testament, people have said, angels have said, people have, have, have said, with man it's impossible, but with God nothing is impossible. And I believe the scriptures are, are true. I pray right now for Belinda and i pray for what she's having to go through i pray for her in jesus name father i pray for a special uh, touch on her in her through her and uh, i pray for and pray for a supernatural special peace uh, i'm asking that your holy spirit would just flood her and help her see her through this strengthen her i pray for those in the, the in the congregation who who need prayer, who are asking for prayer. God, we come to you because uh, often just because we're at the end of our rope. We don't know what else to do. We're not strong enough. We're not smart enough. We are not enough, but we believe, Lord, that you are. And so we come to you with our, with our needs. Say, we can say it so many different ways, but sometimes we just need to say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And I, I, I pray for that. I ask for that. Lord, I'm asking you to help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Luke chapter 24 uh, begins with verse 44, 44 through 46. So Jesus has entered into the room with the apostles and disciples. There's, there's just, a, just a, a, a few there. And he's going to talk uh, about the scriptures Here, and he's going to open the scriptures to him. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. All things must be fulfilled which were written basically in their Bible at that time, the law the prophets, the, the, the Psalms, all these were written, and he ends it, and I'm going to come back at the end of the message and really stress those last two words in verse 44 concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the, dead the third day. A message a few weeks ago when we were, in just a few scriptures back, when we were looking at the disciples on the road to, road to Emmaus, and there's some, some things in there, especially the second part. What, I think the title of the messages then were Jesus teach us to pray, and then Jesus teach us to pray, part two. And in part two, we got down to that part where, uh, as Jesus left, the two Emmaus disciples said, didn't our hearts burn within us as he spoke to, as he talked to us? Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked to us? And I remember the focus of that was, was uh, notice that it doesn't say as we talked, like we talked back and forth. See, they said, Did, didn't you notice our hearts burning within us as he talked to us? So it was a one-way conversation. And the point of that was learning to listen. Lord, teach us to pray. And in our praying, Lord, teach us to listen as Jesus speaks. I've had a hard time getting over that. And that scripture, that message spoke to me more than a lot of messages have ever. And what it's done is it's instilled in me more and more. It wasn't anything new, but it needed to be instilled in me deeper about listening there's nothing I can tell the Lord that he doesn't already know so you know it's okay to talk of course it's okay to talk to the Lord I encourage that but in that scripture it was the disciples listening and as Jesus opened the scriptures to them, he's speaking to them. The same thing is still true, and that's exactly what we just read. Jesus enters into the room, and he said, the, the, the scriptures are concerning me. They they talk about me. As he opened their understanding and explained the scriptures to them, that's God speaking to us. It still is. It still is. It's, it's, it's God speaking to us. And so as we... Uh, m- how often have probably everyone in the room at some point, I wish Jesus would speak to me. I wish I could hear from God. I wish I could get, get an answer. And I don't know. I don't know how you are, but maybe we're sitting back waiting for some kind of answer in the clouds, you know, so to, so to speak. When it could be that as we open the scriptures, as we read what God has written, the answer is right here. Uh, a while back it's been i guess quite a few years ago actually uh, was reading through through the old testament reading through what moses wrote and there I don't i didn't go back and look up the verse but there was a time when moses was talking to god god was talking to moses and i have it and i was reading it through in another english translation and that translation said it like this it's it's stuck in my mind it said uh, that that god talked to moses like two neighbors talking over the back fence in the backyard god talked to moses like two two neighbors talking over the fence and just the way they put it that really that really struck me and i i said to the lord i wish i could be like that i wish you would talk to me like that and the answer was well I already talked to Moses like that, so read it, so read it. What I said to Moses, I'm still saying to you. I already, to, I already talked to Moses about that, so read what I wrote to him, and that is me speaking to you. A couple of scriptures we're going to put on the screen, uh, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 8. And God to Isaiah, now go, write it before them on a tablet and note it on a scroll that it may be for time to come forever and ever. I wish God would speak to me like he did to Isaiah. What's the answer? God already talked to Isaiah about it. And so what do I have to do? Go to Isaiah and read what God said to him. And that is God Speaking to me I don't need that Moses experience. I just need to read what Moses experienced. I don't need that Isaiah experience. I need to go and read what Isaiah what God said to him. That's how this works Jeremiah I'm gonna belabor the point but Jeremiah chapter 36 1 through 2 the same thing now It came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim the son of Josiah king of Judah that this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying Take a scroll of a book and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel, against Judah, against all the nations from the day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah even to this day. So I go back and read what Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah wrote, okay? And that is God speaking to us, okay? Matt, I don't know. I think this next phrase is on the, is on the screen. We're, we're not waiting on God to speak to us as much as he is waiting on us to listen. He has spoken. He has spoken. So it's me going back, and, and as I read, I, I, I read the Bible like this. This is God speaking to me. This is God telling me. This is God answering me. Turning points, listening to the word and those points in our life that that turn. I'm just gonna go over this real quickly because I've I've talked to you about some of these things in the in the past. One of the, when I read that about moses, that was that was a turning point for me. The the word got into me, changed me, tur- turned me around. For me, this for me the story the story of the prodigal son. Gave me, a, gave me a new theme in life, gave me some direction in, in life as I was praying and I, was, and I sought the Lord. When I read the story, it, it's just like it op- opened up. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to be. It wasn't written in the clouds. It, w- it was written in God's word. This, the story of the prodigal son was a turning point for me. The story of the good shepherd is a turning point for me there's a verse in john chapter 10 in the story of the good shepherd it says there's a good shepherd and there's a hireling a hireling is like a a worker and an employee too he's not the shepherd he's a hired hand that's that's the word i'm looking for there's a there's a hired hand there's a shepherd and there's, 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 uh, there's a hired hand. The scripture says, now, when the wolf comes, when troubles come, when the wolf comes, the hireling runs away. The shepherd doesn't. And it was amazing. I'm not going to go through at all, but it was amazing what had happened to me earlier in that day. And as I picked up John 10, I was just so discouraged, so depressed, so down, wanting to what? Quit. Just wanting to quit. And I picked up God's word, and I was, and I was praying, God, speak to me. God, I need, I need an answer. I'm discouraged. I'm tired. I want to quit. I just want to, you know, I want to go back to being a normal person, whatever that is. I just want to quit. God speak to me. And John chapter 10 was where I was where I was where I stopped off at. So I picked it back up and I was reading John chapter and it came to that verse where it said there's there's a shepherd and there's a hireling, there's a hired hand and there's wolves. Hired hands run away. Shepherds don't. There's your answer. There's your answer. There is God speaking to me. Hebrews chapter 6.1 is another tur- turning point for me. It's, it's just verses that God uses to get in you, to answer you, to speak to you. Now, I'm going to change gears a little bit there. I, I, I think I've hit that point probably as hard as it needs to be hitting right, right now. Hitting, that's not a word. As hard as as it needs to be hit. Oh, boy. Okay, go back to uh, verse 44. Matt, can you put verse 44 back up there? All these things were written in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms, those last two words concerning me. Changing gears a little bit here. Concerning me, Jesus said this. All this was written concerning me. In my Bible, I underlined that concerning me, then I underlined it twice, and then because of where it's at on the on the page, I was able to make an arrow and point to it. Because that's exactly what I want to say right right here. Everything, Jesus said, everything in the Bible is pointing to who? Jesus. Okay. All that's been written. Uh, all the prophets, the Psalms, M- Moses, it's all concerning Jesus. The scriptures are written concerning. They're pointing, as I drew the, as I drew the arrow to those two words con- concerning me, they're pointing to Jesus. Everything that's been written is pointing to him. Jesus even said, I think it's in like John 15 or 16, even the Holy Spirit, when he's at work, when he's at work in your life, when he's at work in the church, when the Holy Spirit's at at work, he is always talking about Jesus. The Holy Spirit isn't even talking about himself. He's talking about Jesus. All things point to him because all things in life point to him. That's what I want to stress. Now I'm going to say some things right here that are real preachy. You expect, everybody expects preachers to say this stuff. But I'm going to tell you again, and and, and perhaps that, to, that today it's, it's, it's not going to be anything new. I hope you've heard me say this stuff a lot because I should be saying it a lot. Everything in scripture points to Christ. Everything in life points to Him. Everything points to Jesus. Now that's the the truth, we don't always live that way, and that's the preachy kind of thing that you would expect me to say. But maybe this morning it's more timely. It could be that if you were here last week and I talked about this, maybe it wouldn't have meant all that much. But see, that was last week. And I don't know what you have have gone through this week, and I don't know what you're going through right now. But hopefully... Through the power of the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you about Jesus, that this week it will mean more. And we don't know what we're going to have to go through next week. And so maybe what the Holy Spirit will say to you t- today will help you through next week. John 1:1 says, in, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus. That's the Word of God speaking to us. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. Uh, and the word was God. That's God speaking to us through him. Now, we're going to put on the screen Colossians 1.16, a verse that we use uh, a lot. For by him, by Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Here, here it is. All things were created through him, and the last two words, and the last two words, for all things were created through him. That's true, but I want to concentrate on the last two words, for him. He said in Luke chapter 24, 44, all, things, they, all these things were written concerning me, those last two words, concerning me, Jesus. Right here it says that uh, Paul said that, all, that everything was created for him. On, I want you to cue in on those last two words, and that's you were created for him him. I've heard this illustration used in different ways. I'm going to do my the best to apply it to this. And any illustration we use is not hundred percent a- accurate. It's an illustration. It's used to get us to think. See this watch I'm wearing. How do you know if, it, if a watch is a good watch or a bad watch? How do you know if it's a good watch or a bad watch? it tells time right that's it. it does it tell time why because that's what the watch was made for is to tell time so you can tell you can judge the watch by what it was made for some of you are already getting it I could almost stop here but I'm not going to you could almost judge the. You can judge the watch by what it was made for. Now, if I took my watch and uh, maybe next week said, "You know what, honey? I, I took my watch and I tried to bake a cake with it. Now, this is ridiculous. I know that. I took my watch and I tried to bake a cake with it, and it didn't do anything." And Dee Dee would look at me and said, "What? You did what?" I took my watch and I tried to bake a cake with it, and it didn't do anything. It didn't make a cake at all. Why, why would the watch fail to make a good cake? That's Some of you are saying, what? Because that's not what it's made for. And so trying to do something with the watch that it wasn't made for, it's a failure. It doesn't work because that's not what it was made for, okay? Now, here's the illustration, taking it a step further. Of course, I'm not talking about watches or time or cakes. I'm talking about us. Now, let's switch gears and talk about you and I. Here's the difference between watch. a watch is a thing, what it was made for. What it was made for. Now let's talk about people. The, diff- the, the issue here now is we can't talk about what I was made for. And we say that, and no matter what I say right, right now, we're, we're still going. We want to know, what, I, what was I made for? What's my purpose? What did God make me for? What did God make me for? Now, no matter what I say, we're still going to put it like that. And, and I understand what you mean when you ask that. Why, what did I, what did God make me for? What's my purpose? But see, the question's wrong. Because we're not watches. We're not things. We're people. And so the difference between talking about things, what was it made for, and people what was I made for? Is that word "what"? Because I wasn't made for a thing. Matt, put if you don't mind, put Colossians one sixteen back up. We were made for Him. So the question isn't what was I made for. The question is who was I made for? Because we were not made for anything. So, so the, to put the word what doesn't work for us because we're not things. We're people. We're relational. And so now the, now the question and the Bible answers the question, who was I made for? You were made for Jesus. That's the answer. It's not what you were made for. It's who you were made for. And life only works when you get that. When you understand that you were made for Jesus. You were made for a person, not for a thing. You were made for a person, not a job. You were made for a person, not a career, not a ministry, not a calling. I love being the pastor at First General Baptist Church. That's a calling. That's a, that's a job. That's a, that's a ministry. I understand that. But that's not who I was made for. If I lose my job, I'm still in Christ. It's Jesus that I was made for. That's when life begins to work, when I understand that I was not made for a thing, I was not made for a project, I was not made for a place, I was not even made for anyone else here, was I? I was not made for my wife. I was not made for my children. I was not made for you. I was created for him. And that's the only time when you find out what you were made, <laughs> there, I, there I said it, who you were made for. Until you get that, life just doesn't work. It's like a watch trying to make a cake. You say, well, that's ridiculous. But a lot of our lives are Ridiculous. A lot of our lives are waste. I I, I I hate to say that, but it's true. A lot of lives are just wasted. They're just wasting time. Why? Because that's not who you were made for, and what you're doing is not who you were made for. Jesus is who you were made for. Until you get that, until you swallow that, till you re- till you receive that, life you're just spinning your wheels. You were made for him. And so everything in life revolves around that. Everything in life revolves around that. Everything was written concerning him. Everything was created for him. I make a big deal about Jesus because the Bible makes a big deal about Jesus. And that's what he's asked me to do. Make a big deal about Jesus. And my life in Him. I'm going to ask the band to come, as we get ready to pray. No way for me to know what all's been going on. I don't know how timely this is. I don't. I, no way for me to know what all's been going on in your life this this past week. But life gets. Uh, I don't know. Well, I could just come up with all kinds of words. Life gets. Out of focus, uh, off track. It feels like sometimes that we are we are spinning our wheels. We're uh, purposeless, no purpose, no no aim. And God, I need to get back on track. I need to get back where my life has the focus that it that it should. Life revolves around being in him. I was created for him. Nothing else works. I'm going to ask you to stand as we get ready to pray. I'm going to just pause a little bit right here. I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to, ask you to bow your head and allow the Holy Spirit a little more time. Just allow the Holy Spirit a little more time. If you need to come and pray, that will center around this thought. God, I just, I need to get back on track. I'm, I'm not even sure why I was made. I'm not sure what I'm doing. But I, w- I want to get back. I want to I know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want him to be, to be the center of my life like the Bible says he's supposed to be. I want my life to revolve around him like the Bible says it's supposed to be. I want to make my life work like a watch that tells time that that's what it was made for and I believe what the Bible says that I have been made for him and so that's what I want I want my life to work I want my life to work and I want my life to work for him if you need to come and pray these these brown chairs are here you can come and stand you can kneel you can you can you can sit But if you want to come and pray, just spend some time talking to Jesus about what's going on in your life while they sing. We invite you to come and pray.
1: See